This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. city of Zell outside the city of Moscow and actually there are five factories in this area and all of these factories make a particular Russian porcelain called Zell that Denise and I just love and this is where all the action begins. In another room a master craftsman crafts every single piece and it's amazing that every piece really is different. And once the piece has been formed by a master craftsman, then they make a mold, and that's what this is. And once the mold has been put together like this, then they take the clay, and the clay is here, it's liquid clay, and they pour it into the mold. And this is what they do for every single piece that they make. And the piece sits here for about 30 minutes, and after 30 minutes, when the piece is finally dry, they pour out the excess. And then Nadia is going to show us what they do next. They open the piece. And once they open it, an amazing treasure comes forth from the mold. And that is exactly what God does in our life. He puts such work into us. And finally, a moment comes when we become visible. And once the piece comes out of the mold, and all of these pieces are just so wonderful, then Nadia goes to work with a knife to cut off all the defects and all the excess. That's what the Lord does in our life, because all of us have flaws that need to be worked on. We may have something that needs to be pruned from our life. And that's what she's going to do with this marvelous piece of gel which then will go into the fire to see how strong it is. But wait, we're not finished yet. This piece has a top. It has a handle. And so now we're going to find out how do you connect these various pieces. And this is really amazing. Watch how she does this. First, she begins to cut off all the excess. That's what God does in our life. When we carry excess baggage in our life, the Holy Spirit goes to work to remove it, just like Nadia is now doing with this piece of gel, which will become the handle to this piece. Then she prepares it to be inserted to the other piece. Now Nadia is going to connect the handle to the piece. And this wonderful masterpiece is going to come forth. It's going to be so whimsical and so much fun by the time that she is finished. That is just remarkable. Once Nadia is finished assembling all the various pieces to this pitcher, then it will be taken to the oven for the first firing. It will be carefully placed into an oven where the temperature will gradually go all the way to 900 degrees and it will sit in that hot temperature for 24 hours and the fire makes it tough, it makes it durable so that it's no longer breakable. After the piece has been assembled, then it is brought to the oven. And notice how I'm holding this. It is so soft and so fragile that if I hold it by the handle, it will come to pieces because it is still soft. In order for it to be strong, it has to be put in fire. 
look at the value of fire. Fire makes us strong. And it's amazing that fire is what it seems we all want to escape. But there really are good benefits of fire. And after all the pieces are placed into the fire, this oven begins to cook the pieces and it stays in the oven for 24 hours and gradually the temperature goes all the way to 900 degrees. And then 24 hours later, they open the door and they bring out these pieces that are no longer light and they are no longer fragile. Now they're strong and ready to be taken to the next level where the artist begins to paint the most beautiful, lavish designs on every piece. But my friends, though we don't really like fiery experiences, sometimes God uses fire to make us strong in life. And that is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm going to be talking to you about the fiery presence of God. But in the introduction to today's program, I was in one of the gel factories outside the city of Moscow. It is such an interesting place to go and to see how they make that porcelain and then put it into the fire. And now, I'm teaching a series about the fire of God. We need the fire of God in our lives. And it's amazing, but it seems like we try to run from God's fiery presence, and it's God's fiery presence that removes excess and waste from our life and ultimately makes us stronger. My friends, we need the fire of God in our lives. And I'm teaching a brand new series, which is called the fire of God in your life. The subtitle says, The Benefits of Embracing God's Fiery Presence. Now, there is a fire that destroys. It's sent by the world. It is sent by the enemy. It may be produced by you. But there also is a fire that comes from the presence of God filled with benefits. And today we're going to see the fiery presence of God is required to remove excess from our life and to make us stronger for what God has called us to do. And if we're really going to be durable and run a long race, then first God will put us through a fiery preparation season to get us ready for the task at hand. And we need to embrace the fire of God in our life. Maybe you'd say, ugh, I don't like the fire of God. Well, whether you like it or not, God believes you need it and you do need it. And it will remove a lot of junk from your life and it will make you stronger. But I want you to order the entire series. It's five parts. It comes in all kinds of formats and it comes with a wonderful study guide. This is just a tremendous series. And if you feel like you're in the fire, well, you need to hear this and you need to see that there are some benefits to what you're going through. And we're also offering you right now my book, which is called A Life Ablaze. God wants us to be ablaze with his fire to the end of our life. And so many people begin their Christian lives on fire and then they lose it along the way. That is not the will of God. And if you feel like you started in the fire, but you've lost it, there's a way for you to rekindle the fire and to become a life ablaze again. 
And that's why I want you to have this book. Anyway, you can order all these things by going online or by giving us a call right now. And I want to remind you that when you become a partner with our ministry, and a partner is anyone who regularly financially supports our ministry to help us take this teaching to people all over the world. And when you become a part of our partner family, we send you two books as our way of saying welcome to the partner family. We send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone and Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. We always give these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family. So please pray about becoming a partner with our ministry. And by the way, when you reach out to us, let us know how to pray for you. We are praying people and we really want to pray for you. And as soon as we hear from you, we're going to release our faith. So call us or send us your email right now. But hey, reach for your Bible. And today we're going to be going to the book of Thessalonians, where the Apostle Paul describes his own experience with the fire of God. But today I want to begin by reading from page 224 in my book, A Life Ablaze, where I talk about what would the world be like without fire? Have you ever thought about that? What would the world be like without fire? Well, in essence, life would be very primitive if there was no fire. Without fire, humankind would only have the moon and stars as a light source at night. And for early humans, fire was, was essential to extend the day, to provide heat to ward off predators, to illuminate dark places, and to facilitate cooking. And long before the invention of gas and electricity, people totally depended on fire for light, for heat, and for survival. Without fire, there is no light in the dark. Without fire, there's no heat in winter. Without fire, there's no cooking of meat. Without fire, there's no baking of breads. Without fire, there's no baking or burning of bricks. Without fire, there's no smelting of ore, which means there would be no civilization. Look how essential fire is to life. In fact, the discovery of fire was one of the greatest discoveries ever made in humanity, and we can't even imagine life without fire. Fire was needed to create tools and to make weapons. And the energy produced by fire was essential for constructing buildings and making machines that were fueled by fire. Finally, fire determined the final outcome of two world wars and the emergence of superpowers in the geopolitical realm. Today, we still use fire. Say fire. Today, we still use fire to create technology and to make the world a more comfortable place to live. Fire still burns coal and oil to make electricity. And in fact, if we were to remove fire from the world, life would be similar to living on the moon. There would be no electricity, no warmth, and no cooked food. Shelter, agriculture, and technology in general would not be able to progress without fire. Without fire, technology would be impossible to create. Metal is shaped to make wires and phones by the use of heat derived from fire. And without metal, no electricity could be transported to facilitate a host of functions needed to keep civilization running. Fire. 
We must have it for survival, for development, and for progress. And likewise, we must have spiritual fire if we're to move forward in the advancement of God's purposes and in the fulfillment of His great plan. Look how essential is fire in every single sphere of life. And likewise, when God begins to prepare you and me for a big task, fire is required to prepare us. We need it for survival. We need it for progress. We need it for growth. And in this series, we're going to talk about the benefits of fire. And we're going to begin by looking at the experience of the Apostle Paul, who was subjected to fire as God prepared him for ministry. We're going to see how it burned up areas of excess in his life that needed to be changed, how it removed all that excess, and how it strengthened him and prepared him for ministry. But you may have wondered, God, how long am I going to have to wait for the promotion I've wanted? How long am I going to have to wait for this thing to happen in my life that I've been waiting for? And you have to understand that we're always concerned about the clock. But my friends, God is not a clock watcher. God is a character watcher. He's looking at our character to see if our character is ready for what's coming. And God uses fire to prepare us. And we're going to see from the example of the Apostle Paul that God put him through a period of fire as he waited and waited and waited for that golden moment when he would finally be launched into his own ministry. He must have wondered, will that day ever come? But during that waiting period, God was removing weaknesses from his life and was strengthening him so he would be ready for ministry. During such times of waiting, imperfections were removed from his life. And likewise, while we're waiting, God exposes things in our character that needs to be removed, things that would have embarrassed us or possibly even hurt others. And God loves us so much that he takes time and uses fire to expose those things, all of those defects, so that he can remove them so that when we finally begin what we've been waiting to do, we are ready for it and we're not going to embarrass ourselves, and there'll be nothing in our character that's going to hurt somebody else. That is amazing. But when you look at Acts chapter 9, verses 20 to 25, we find that when the Apostle Paul was first saved, he tried to barge right into public ministry. He thought because he'd been great among the Jews, he ought to be great in the church immediately. He tried to become an apostle right from the outset, and he made a mess of everything. Even though he had a revelation of Christ, he did not have the spiritual maturity that was required to begin his ministry. So God put him through a process of preparation, which he describes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. Listen to Paul's words. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God which trieth our hearts. But notice that word allowed. It's really a very bad translation. In Greek, it is the word dokimadza, which is an amazing Greek word. Listen to what it means. This word allowed, the Greek word dokimadzo means to test, to examine, to inspect, or to scrutinize. Now, please stay with me because this is really important about the fiery process that God puts us through. This word allowed, the Greek word dokimazo, means to determine the quality or sincerity of a thing. And because the object scrutinized has finally passed the test, it can now be viewed as genuine and sincere. 
and this word aloud, the Greek word dokimazo was used to illustrate the test used to determine real and counterfeit coinage. After a scrutinizing test was performed, the bona fide coinage would stand up to the test and the counterfeit would fail. And the strictness of the test conveyed what was real and what was phony. Also, this word dokimazo was used to picture the refining of metal by fire. Please hear this. It was used to picture the refining of metal by fire, and the fire was used to remove the metal's impurities. First, the metal was placed in a fire that burned at a certain degree of heat. Then, it was placed in a fire burning at an even higher level of heat. And finally, it was placed into a third blazing fire. And by the way, this is where we get the phrase, would you please stop putting me through the third degree. The metal was put through three degrees of blazing fire. And the third degree of blazing fire was needed to expose the final impurities that were still hidden inside the metal. From the viewpoint of the naked eye, the metal probably looked strong and ready to be used even prior to those tests. But unseen defects were resident in the metal that would have shown up later as a break, a fracture, or some kind of a malfunction. Thus, before a person could be assured that the metal was free of defects and ready to be used, these three purifying tests at three different degrees of blazing hot fire were required. The test was hot, the process was lengthy, but the tasks were necessary in order to achieve a good product. That is the word Paul uses when he says we were allowed of God. It really means God put me through three degrees of blazing fire to get me ready. And notice he says we were allowed of God. The word of in Greek is the word hupo, which means of or means directly by or under. He says, this was applied to my life by God, directly by God, under the guidance of God. And he says, we had to go through all of this before we were put in trust with the gospel. And then he adds, even so we speak not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. And the word trieth is a form of the Greek word dokimazo, but here it is continuous, which means not only did we go through fire in the past, but God is still testing us to prepare us for future advancements. And here is the RIV of this verse. It was a lengthy process, and I went through a lot of refining fires to get me to this place. But I finally passed the test, and God saw that I was genuinely ready. And it's not over yet because God is still testing our hearts to see if we're ready for the next big step. You say, well, what was Paul's fiery experience? God took him to the city of Antioch, where he served alongside of four other leaders whom he probably thought were inferior to him. He was the only theologian among them. And in the eight years that he sat with those other four leaders, Paul had to learn humility, and humility was a new thing for his life. And I'm sure that during those eight years, there must have been moments when he said, God, how long do I have to put up with the ignorance that is around me? God was dealing with him. God was dealing with his character. That environment was the oven that was cooking him and preparing him for ministry. And in the eight years that he was there in Antioch, God was removing things from his life that later would have hurt him or would have hurt others. And God was making him strong and preparing him for ministry. 
I understand this because God put me in a cooker when he first called me into the ministry. He put me in a church where God exposed arrogance in my life, where I had to learn to serve, where I had to learn to sit with other people that honestly I thought were inferior to my intellect. But you know what? Intellect is not so important. God's after heart. And God used that period to work on my heart. And sometimes God puts us in the oven to deal with our heart, to deal with our character, and to remove those things which could hurt us or could hurt others. And my friends, this is a great benefit. And rather than run from this fire, you need to embrace it. If you run from it, you'll just prolong it. But if you embrace it and say, God, please burn up all the excess from my life, burn up all those things that could hurt me or could hurt others, and please use this period to make me strong and make me ready for what you've called me to do. And when you come to Acts chapter 13, you find that after Paul had waited eight long years in that oven, finally a day came when the Holy Spirit spoke and said, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work whereunto I have called them. God was not looking at the clock. God was looking at their character. And when he saw that their character had been put through fire, excess had been removed and they finally were strong enough for the assignment. That is when the Holy Spirit said, now finally the moment has come and they came forth vessels ready to be used. That's what God wants to do for you. So don't run from the fire. There are benefits in the fiery presence of God. I'll be back in just a moment and I want to pray for you. Many people fear fiery experiences, but there is a good fire that we all need to keep burning in our lives. Fire sent from the enemy is destructive, but God sent fire is needed to make us stronger, pure, and ready for what God wants to do in and through our lives. Remember, the Bible says God is a consuming fire, and we need His fire to remain spiritually ablaze and burn red hot as we do our part to fulfill His great plan. In this life-transforming five-part series, Rick will show you how God's divine fire is needed to remove excess waste and make you stronger, reveal flaws that need to be corrected, make your life shine brighter, bring color to your life. This series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. In addition to this teaching series, we encourage you to get the book of Life Ablaze. In this powerful book, Rick lays out everything you need to live an intimate and uncompromising life and to stay on fire with the Holy Spirit's power for years to come. You can do it, but you need to know how. And that's what you'll discover in this timely book. Learn the right fuels you need to throw into your spiritual fire to get you burning again. Order your copy of A Life Ablaze today for only $18. Don't miss this special offer, the series The Fire of God in Your Life and the book A Life Ablaze. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner and today I want to give you a report about what's happening in the construction of our new studio. 
work still continues. It's taken a little bit longer than we anticipated because of all the sanctions that have stopped materials from coming to Russia, but we're doing it step by step. And today they're installing the fireplace, which is going to be the centerpiece of this big room where we're going to be filming programs. But in addition to this, there's gonna be another set over here and another set over there. So many angles and opportunities to film teaching that people can trust in this room. But of course, this is just one room. But I have to tell you, I'm pretty excited about this room. To think that TV programs with the Word of God are going to be filmed right here. And when I look around this room, you can see this electrical grid, grid that's gonna hold all the lights. It's on electrical pulleys, so it goes up, it goes down. It's just going to have everything we need to film the teaching of the Word of God. But hey, there's more than this. Let me show you. Well, I know you can't tell from what it looks like right now, but this really is gonna be one of the smaller studios, and this is gonna be Denise's studio because Denise is reaching women everywhere with her programming. And right from this spot, Denise is going to be sending her teaching to women all over the world. But hey, there's another set in addition to this one. This is our third studio in this new building. You may say, why do you need three studios? Because we're filming a lot of programs. Right now, we can only film one program at a time. We have to set it up, take it down, but this will enable us to do multiple things at one time. But on both floors of this building, there are multiple offices. In fact, there are 18 offices, and in all of these offices, people are going to be doing editing, writing, producing programs, working with our network. It is amazing the activity that's going to take place in this building. And it's not about buildings, it's about people. People need the teaching of the Word of God. But it's your generous gifts that have helped us to build this and we will complete it. But right now we're in phase three of our ministry, which is paying off our Tulsa ministry headquarters. We wanna pay it off because the moment it's paid off, all of those funds will be released for us to broadcast the teaching of the Word of God around the world. And that's really our goal, to get the gospel and to teach people the Bible all over the world. They're just crying out for it and they're waiting for that signal to come with the answer that they've been seeking. So please help us as we finish phase three to pay off the Tulsa facility. This week, I'm talking to you about the fiery presence of God, and I want you to order my new series, which is called The Fire of God in Your Life. The subtitle says, The Benefits of Embracing God's Fiery Presence. Rather than run from it, throw your arms around it and embrace it, because God uses fire to remove excess from our life and to make us strong for what is ahead of us. We need the fire of God. Hey, life without fire would be pretty sad. And likewise, we need the fire of God. It is the mercy of God to send this kind of fire into our lives. But order the series. It's five parts. It comes in multiple formats, and it comes with a study guide. Everything in the series is in the study guide, so you can read it while you're seeing or while you're hearing it. And right now, we're also offering you my book, which I really want you to have. It's called A Life ablaze. It's about the vital fuels you need in your life to stay on fire for the Lord. But you can order all these things by going online 
or by giving us a call right now. And when you reach out to us, please, please, please let us know how to pray for you. We really want to put our faith together with you for whatever it is that you're facing right now. And Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would give us mercy and grace to embrace the fire that transforms, not the fire that destroys, but the fire that transforms and makes us stronger. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, I'm going to be back tomorrow and we're going to talk about more benefits of the fiery presence of God. But until then, remember Ecclesiastes 8.4. It says, where the word of a king is, there is power. Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity. This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.